Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey y'all, I'm Jules. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly! Hey, Jules. How are you? I am doing wonderful today, trying to survive the Mercury retrograde that we're all in. Don't get me started. I know it. (laughs) I was swearing we were in Mercury retrograde before it ever went retrograde. So that, you know, aren't there like 15 other planets that are retrograde at the same time right now, too? I know there aren't 15 planets, but, you know, it feels like there are 15 planets retrograde right now. It, it 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 does feel like it absolutely. It's my technology technology has not been nice to me lately. You know, Ugh. which is kind of sad because you know that's kind of what we do. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so you know we've got a guest with us today. We do. We have Miss Lisa Campion. Yes, Lisa's back. I'm so excited. You know, you guys remember Lisa's a buddy of mine. We've been friends for what is it now? Like, I think it's like 20 years. Yeah, it's like got to yeah, be it yeah. is 20 years. Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> we will not discuss how old we all are now. We are all oh, young. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Uh, no, it just feels like yesterday. That's why I was like, what? That can't possibly be 20 years ago. It feels like it was yesterday. So, uh, but Lisa's been on before. We, she came in and did the Energy Vampire episode. And I think, what was the first one you did? Was it, was it a healing episode? I'm trying to remember. Do you know? I, yeah, it might have been. Might have been about Reiki. Yeah, might have been. But, you know, Lisa's a, a psychic counselor and a Reiki master teacher. She's been doing this stuff for over 30 years. Um, you know, she specializes in training emerging psychics and empaths and healers uh, so that they can fully step into their gifts. She's written a book. 
She's written The Art of Psychic Reiki. Uh, uh, she's actually written a couple of books, uh, Energy Healing for Empaths. And, and oh, wait, no, wait, no, there's a third one, right? You've got a third one coming it's out. Coming right? out, and yeah, coming out this time next year. Awakening oh Your Psychic Ability. I can't remember this. So Awakening Your Psychic Abilities. So that's super exciting. And, um, and she is doing these amazing Reiki sessions as well that I actually sat in on one of these, uh, the, the mastermind sessions the other day and the people in the group were amazing. So that's really cool. Um, but you know, Lisa's an amazing healer. So, you know, the, I, I just want to talk to you guys for a minute about this because Lisa used to, uh, run a healing school with another person. And, um, you know, I know all of these people who have been through her trainings and, and every single person just sings your praises. And so, you know, this is one of the reasons we've been friends for so long is because we, we just like geek out on this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Healer geeks. Yeah. I mean, we were talking on the last call that we were on with your Reiki Mastermind group. We were talking about the the uh, the chakras and how the blocks go and all the different things. And, and you were saying, oh, well, you know, they relate. I'm like, oh, my God, yes, we need to talk about this because, you know, it's so complicated and it's so intertwined and it's so cool. And when you understand the whole thing, it's amazing. And I'm like, most people aren't ready to have that conversation with me. Can we please geek out? Right. <laughs> I will geek out on complex chakra patterns with you anytime, Kelly. <laughs> and that's just kind of our deal, right? So, so, you know, it's, this is one of the reasons why I love you. Yes. So, but today we're going to talk about uh, developing your energetic chops. And, you know, Lisa and I talked before the show and we talked about, she was like, well, so how advanced are you people? And I'm like, well, this group, you know, we're four years into the podcast. And if you started at the beginning, you're pretty much intermediate at this point. Intermediate, maybe a little advanced, you know, depending on how, how much you practiced and integrated and whatever. So if you are a newbie, if this is your first time listening, you may want to go back and start at the beginning because this is going to be a little over your head. So... The, the way we work this is you start at the beginning and you work your way through because that'll get you to the point where you're ready to have this conversation. And if you are not a newbie, welcome, stay. <laughs> you're going to have a good time. Okay. So Lisa, energetic chops. Let's, let's define it for people first. Yeah. So a lot of the work that I do, Kelly, um, is with energy management with people because as we identify ourselves as empaths, I wrote a whole book about that called uh, Energy Healing for Empaths. As we open up our psychic abilities and come into our healer skills, um, energy management tends to be this foundational practice that we all need. And for me, it's been uh, constantly evolving. So the things that I used to do back in the day that would work to ground me, clear me, protect me, um, don't work anymore. And I've had to like upgrade my psychic skills, you know, my, my chops <laughs> as my sensitivities increase. So I think sometimes we, we go through a burst of psychic opening. We get, we, we level up our skills because of all the, you know, all the listening to your podcasts that we've been doing. <laughs> and, and then, um, and then we have to kind of like all of a sudden you're feeling freaked out in the supermarket again, or you're picking up, you know, there's spirits roaming around your house and you're like, when did that happen? Or what you're feeling creepy energy from people and places. So, you know, I think we have 
this constant balancing act between expanding and opening our senses and then having to redraw our boundaries, re-fortify our, our, you know, redo our psychic hygiene so that we can, we can sort of, and I see people actually who don't do that, their development stops. Your development will sort of like die, you know, in the process because you've now put yourself a little bit in danger. Like it's a little danger zone if you're open, 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 and you can't integrate it or filter it or protect if you're not in charge of it. If it starts being the boss of you and you're not the boss of it, you've got a problem. Yeah, I actually have a personal story about that. (laughs) From very recently, um, very recently, I was gifted a statue that a friend of mine had owned that I loved back, you know, 20 years ago when he first got it. And his ex-wife was a fairy magic pr- practitioner and she and he had a very not so great divorce and she was very angry and evidently she cursed this statue because he loved it. So he gifted it to me when he moved into his tiny home and sent it to me and I got it and I was like Hmm, I don't like this as much as I used to. I couldn't figure out why. But I stuck it on a chair in the corner. I didn't think too much about it. I was like, yeah, I'll figure it out later. And everything started to feel icky. And I started to feel icky. And I was like, oh, what's going on? And the, the thing was cursed. Now, I didn't have anything in my wards to avoid curses because I don't hang out with people who are likely to curse me. And so it had never been an issue. I, you know, I hadn't put anything on the door to scrape curses off of items as they came into the house because it never occurred to me to do that. And so I, I had to go take care of the item and then I had to clear all the crap, but I was just like evil cranky fairies, kind of a problem. Yeah. So I was just like, okay, that doesn't. Yeah, work. we just never really know, you know, what we um, what we encounter. And I, the problem that I see is that a lot of people these days get a lot of their education or their paranormal their paranormal spiritual education from watching TV, watching you know paranormal TV shows or horror movies or whatever. <laughs> um, you just made the face. <laughs> you just made the face. <laughs> And and so that that that's very entertaining TV, but it doesn't really, um, you know. So I find that people just do stuff that's if you know what you're doing is sort of wacky. Like let's not take the Ouija board into the abandoned mental hospital on Halloween and smoke a lot of weed, and then you know, or do some psychedelics or something, you know, and then you know, poke the demon a little bit, and um, and then we come home and our house is haunted, you, you know, or we just create a whole world of trouble for ourselves. So. That there's a whole we should do a whole another show on like what not to do, <laughs> like what like what not to do like the bad bad like bad spiritual practices bad psychic practices bad psychics bad psychics no biscuit. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I have um, a, a neighbor who ordered a who paid good money for a 17th century grimoire that came with a demon, and he literally had to beg the Catholic Church to come and take it away from him so that it would leave his house. But it's so common. I mean, it's maybe a little more common than we think because I had a psychic student in my psychic development class recently who bought a lot of haunted objects on eBay, haunted dolls. Ooh, creepy. And her, her feeling about this was that she wanted to connect to her spirit guides. And she thought that having haunted objects was going to help 
that and so we had to have like a real basic conversation about haunting guides don't haunt the only thing that haunts are earthbound spirits and creepy demon and entities and you know lower astral beings and things like always bad haunting always bad and your guide you don't need a haunted object to talk to your guides you just need to like figure out how to open up your your psychic senses and perceive what's already there so that was a big she had no idea she just thought she she was you know she was doing what she needed to do to get closer to her spirit guides yeah yeah, I know. Yeah, I had a I had a student who when we taught her warding for the first time, she put her wards up and found her quote unquote spirit guide angrily sitting on the outside of the ward, banging on it, trying to get in. And it's like mm, not a guide. Not a guide. Not a guide. <laughs> like, it can't be. Yeah. Loved out when your ward gets set up, not a guide. I know. Right? Yeah. I know. And how do we know this? Like we don't know this, you know, and I learned a lot of my stuff because i had no idea what i was doing like i had to invent this stuff as i was going on because it it, there were no teachers back when i was learning i mean i learned reiki and i started my practice when i was 19 that was 1989 whatever whatever you know 1987 i mean it was so long ago no internet no psychics on tv no books no teachers none of this right and so i had to just thrash thrash around and learn the hard way and i did house clearings Back in the early 90s, again, no no manual, no TV shows, just like, oh, your house is haunted? Yeah, I'll go check that out, you know? And um, wow, like it was an incredible education. It's sort of, I'm lucky I'm still sort of alive, you know? Um, like I'm like made it through that um, total school of hard knocks. And, and then the same thing with healings, you know? Like, I mean, I was trained as a therapist, um, so I had sort of clinical experience, but you know, it didn't prepare me for curses. Curses are so freaking common, you know, like, and especially when I lived in a town with a lot of um, immigrants from South America and somebody came in and they were like, I think I have a curse. And I'm like, no, you don't. That's not real. Curses aren't real. And then I'm like, oh crap, actually. Yeah. I think you got a curse. And there was this lady in the, in the town, like auntie so-and-so, Tia so-and-so, you know, she would, for 500 bucks, she put a curse on you worked it was a terrible curse and then for 500 bucks she'd take the curse off (laughs) she got you coming and going you know and and then when i started taking the curses off she came over and gave me a talking to and i was like oh please don't curse me auntie you know tia please 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 you know and she's like i won't curse you this time you know (laughs) i'm like oh crap you know um so i just had to learn how to do all the all these things that we encounter as we go through our life as healers. Um, and it, and I just sort of kind of collected this catalog of, of psychic self-defense skills and energy management skills that have come in really handy. I love to teach that stuff. It's like psychic Kung Fu. So if, if uh, I can hear everybody out in the audience going, ooh, ooh, so what is it? Right. So um, I'm, I'm going to say, can you give us one example of a psychic self-defense skill that you teach? So the really basic is just the ground, clear, protect, you know, like really create the connection with the ground, really learn how to use your breath to clear out your energy field, learn how to, I think the hardest thing for people is identifying when it's not your stuff. You know, like you feel if you're having a crappy day, you're like, um, is it you? Is it the astrology of the day? Did you pick up some stuff from other people? So kind of doing a daily, like learning how to make that, that the distinction, how, how do, how do we tell if it's something we picked up that we have to let go of? And that's just every day. Like, I think 
the ground clear protect meditation is like you, it's like brushing your teeth. You got to do it every day. And then beyond that, if you've already caught on to that, and I'm sure you've already taught everybody that, that I, I really like this particular breathing um, where you breathe, you drop your grounding cord down and you make your connection upwards. So you open up those channels and then you pull earth energy. You can pull it into your solar plexus or your heart. And then and you simultaneously pull this divine heavenly energy and you create like a ball of energy in either your heart or solar plexus. And on the exhale breath, you breathe it out through your whole field. And you want to, as you breathe it out, you want to, it, it takes me about 10 breaths to do it, to kind of create enough energy to c- move it through. And I noticed when I started doing that, oh, the back of my chakras are really weak. The back of my energy, the front of my energy field is very strong because I spend a lot of time in public. You know, my public persona is like buttoned up. Like you can't get in, but I'm so weak in the back the back of the chakras might, you know, and so I, it took me a, like a year, I'm not kidding, I'm doing this practice every day to fill in the holes and the gaps in the back of my energy field and the back of my chakras. And you go then below your feet and above you. And eventually at the end, you know, like maybe on the 10th breath, you, you just, this light that you've collected is coming out through your energy field and it cuts away cords, it blows away entities, any critters you picked up along the way. And other people's stuff that's hanging on you, it's gone. And then what's really left is sort of the illuminating light of your own soul, you know? And I think about, I do this before any, I put my hands on anybody or I do any psychic work or I go, you know, anywhere that I think there's going to be an issue. It's sort of like if you turn the faucet on and water's running out of the faucet, nothing can come up the faucet because, and when light is radiating out of you through, and there's no holes or gaps in that light, nothing can get on you because that, that energy is so strong. And so that's kind of my number one, like number one, never fail, super juicy tip. If you, once you're beyond the basics, but I think you would sort of have to build your, your muscles of the ground clear protect on the daily before you can get to that point. Well, and, and a lot of our people are doing the tree meditation, which is, you know, this is a variation on that. Right. And so this is a great next step for them. So that yeah. So if you're good with the tree, then you pull both. You pull from the roots and the crown and you create that ball of energy and then send it out three dimensionally through your whole field. And it's just really great for it also is very charging up your life force energy. So um, you feel very like enlivened, charged up. If you're tired before you've got to do something, you probably won't be tired when you're done with that. I've been uh, I've been doing a, a radiant healing meditation every morning, where I am literally just calling in the energy of radiant health into my body, and just seeing my entire body as fully whole and healed and and in perfect working order and perfectly healthy, and just having this radiance of health going through my energy field. That's yeah, I'm, I've been really enjoying that. It actually is doing wonders for reducing my stress levels too, which given the fact that I'm trying to sell my house and move to Panama right now, you know, the, the shit's getting real, you know? So I'm like, oh, I gotta get it done yesterday. Fuck. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, and you know, the group, 
yeah, the grieving of leaving the country and all that. So it's actually helping a lot with that. Nice. I love yeah. that too. And that's really good, like energetic chops. So that sort of like feels to me like the replenishing because one of the things we have to do is refill our energy tanks, you know, especially those of us that are healers or we're givers where, you know, people who are drawn to the healing arts tend to be givers in all the areas of their life. And, you know, we don't, it's so fundamental, but it took me forever to learn it really is that we can't live with an energy deficit. You know, we get sick, what makes you sick or depressed or, you know, um, anxious, angry, like burned out, resentful, cranky, like all those things. So it, so we, I was like, yeah, I don't have to take that seriously. I can, I can just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and giving and giving, you know, until you have a health crash. And so I, I feel like part of this energy, higher level energetic chops is really making sure that our, our um our tanks are full and that means doing things on the daily that fill you back up again so that you're not coming from that place of deficit yeah and and you were saying you know figuring out if something's yours or not and you know the one thing that you didn't mention in that is that sometimes when you are an energy healer or a shaman or a teacher or whatever and you've got an appointment with somebody coming up if they're an empath they may touch into you and go oh i've got my appointment with so and so and suddenly you have these emotions coming up that you're like i don't know what that's about why why am i feeling this way right because you know i don't touch into people until i'm talking to them and i have their permission so you know the only way it happens so it doesn't happen consistently but the only way it happens is if somebody is going ooh i've got the appointment with kelly coming up and then suddenly i've got i've got these thoughts coming in or i've got these feelings coming through or i have this experience that, that is totally out of context for my life and then i get you on have a spirit show up that's happening yeah. to me that happens too yeah and, and you know i get on the call and, and they're like oh i'm having this i'm like oh oh well, yeah i started you know. feeling that yesterday <laughs> i was like it was the preview that. it was the yeah. preview of the session <laughs> yeah exactly and so sometimes that's what you get right yeah that's another one when you don't know what it is if you're if you're working with other people uh, you know send it back to, and see if it goes <laughs> exactly you know and i and i found that i I needed to make a boundary that I, ca I call in my mind office hours, you know, and that I have office hours and I'm allow like I allow spirits to come or, or other people's energy to come in during those office hours. But I, and then I have, I have like a little ritual that I do, like, this is my home office and I work in here. I don't work in other rooms of my house because I ward it heavily. And when I'm done, you know, I go through this little ritual of disconnecting and turning off my computer and clearing the room and closing the door behind me. And so that part of my life stays contained in my office and during office hour times so that I don't have to be like, you know, psychic person all the time because that's pretty tiring yeah i'm i'm not that disciplined about it but i do turn on and off you know my guides can always grab me if they need me much i'm sure yours can too but um but i don't let anything into my house and so the only way somebody is getting the the connection piece is because we have an appointment which is by definition an, an agreement to connect right but uh, I don't let anything into my house at all, ever. So I think that that's uh, why. It's a really yes. good. Well, you've got a really strong boundary, but I didn't really have to do that. It started, until the pandemic happened, I started doing all my sessions in my, from my house. And I'm doing all these mediumship sessions or whatever. 
spirit talking to you stuff that I do. And I was like, oh, it's creepy in my office. And I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> what happened there? You know, it's like all the, it, if you do that work over and over in the same place, it can open a portal. You know, that, so I think part of our psychic hygiene is also making sure, and this is like, this is a newbie mistake, is to open the portals, but not close them or to not know that you're, you've opened a portal, you know, and a lot of new newbie, especially mediums get into this issue where they've figured out a way to connect to the other side, but they don't know that there's, we have specific guides that are like the gatekeeper guides who are shutting the doors between the realms for us or that that's something that that they need to do uh one of my uh students is a table tipper and she she's great it's quite amazing what she does with the table but she you define that for people because i i don't think they know what that is sure table tipping is a form of mediumship kind of like seance style and instead of using a ouija board you use this really light table they're usually made out of bamboo and they're so light that you um sometimes they're made out of three legs and you put your the medium puts their fingers or all the people that are sitting around the table put their fingers on the table and the table moves it's the coolest thing um and it'll tip and you usually you have like you know tip this way for yes or this way for no or it'll go up and down you know tap once for yes or once for no and you can tap your way through the alphabet, much like Ouija, the old planchette kind of, you know, spirit boards or Ouija boards would do. Um, and and it's, it's I mean, I've seen the table like levitate, you know, just do some really, really uh, amazing stuff. But she didn't know that, <clears throat> that she, you know, had to close the door and finish the session. Um, so, and then all of a sudden there were just like crazy spirits walking around her house, you know. So she she needed to learn how to close those doors as part of our hygiene, our psychic hygiene is creating those those boundaries however way we need to. Lisa, if you don't mind, I have a question. So um, so when you started talking about, um, you know, as we level up, as we learn more and we level up our skills then we also need to also level up our psychic hygiene. Right. Um, Do you do you find that? We would need to, say, cleanse our energy field and all for a longer period or that, that that's what that means. Or are you going deeper or you have to do it more often? I think it depends. I would say it depends on um, the person. I would say, like, we might have to adopt our our practices a little bit and level up our practices. So I think you get to a certain level really needs to be done every day. You know, like I definitely do it before I go to bed because if that's the only time I get to it, I, I don't sleep very well if I don't totally clear my field. And then if I have a days where I'm doing a lot of heavy psychic work, like I'm doing back to back sessions or a lot of readings and things like that, I'll take a tub. I'm a big tub person. So having like a tub with salt in it and, and, and again, meditating in the tub, making a conscious decision to release everything through there or being outside in nature, like there's a certain spot in my yard that I go to where I really feel grounded and connected. And I feel sort of like a dump zone. Like I can like dump everything that's, that I've been holding on to there. So, and that, and it just sort of goes down into the earth and, and the earth recycles it. So I think it's more like, it depend, me, it depends on the day or what kind of work you're doing, who you've been around. I have to do like a pretty, sounds silly, but those big box stores just kick my booty so hard. And if I go into Costco or Walmart or Home Depot, any of those, I have to sit in the parking lot 
and do my clearing because so just so I feel like I'm in my body and human again. Um, so I think sort of as needed, we do it PRN as needed, and then probably daily. And I, I notice if I slack on it, I forget. I drop my daily practice of doing it. I start to feel funky, like I feel like depressed or I don't have the same energy or focus. I just feel like funky. Then I know I've I've also have to clear my space. So I'll clear my space. If my you know when my kids were little, I'd notice if they were fighting a lot. I'd be like, what, you know. I'd sage the house and then everybody would calm down. Right. So I don't know if that, that, that answered your question. Did it Jules? It absolutely did. Yep. And, and I can, I can relate um, as far as going to the big box stores and all too, um, especially my husband is, is an empath and we went into a wine store just to go pick up bottles of wine. And he's like, after a few minutes, like, I got to get out of here. We, 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 we have to get out of here. There's just because everything was coming in and he's, you know, walking around vibrating. And we actually had to sit in the truck for a few minutes. Mike, hold up. I feel like I'm floating right now. We got to get, I got, we got a ground. I, we can't drive right now. Just hold tight and let's just woo sigh for a minute. So we sat there for about a, a good 10, 15 minutes just to woof. It's so interesting that you said that too with liquor stores because I I feel like those kinds of places are very attractive to entities. So, you know, any place are sort of like vice. I put that like air quotes around vice, you know, like casinos, liquor stores, um, the corner, the corner store that sells lottery tickets and cigarettes and things like that often um, attract spirits, the, the wayward spirits of addicts who have passed over and are still craving their thing or the like not the non-human entities that are will come in there to kind of you know feed off the energy of people that are sad or desperate or addicted you know what i mean um and i mean not everyone who goes into a liquor store is like that some people are just looking for a good bottle of wine you know but it's but it's sort of like there's like a little bit more of a concentration of negative energy around these places because of our addictive tendencies towards them yeah Yeah, i went to a a, an event and i went to open up a container on the land and the land started to try and chew on me which was the first time that's ever happened in my life and um i i was like what's going on here why are you trying to chew on me and it turned out that they had invited a pain eater onto the land because they did a lot of transformational work and they wanted to not have to clear it, except that it was post-COVID and they'd been closed for a while and they hadn't had anything for the pain eater to eat. And so it decided to start eating the people on the land. And so, you know, the staff were fighting with each other and things were not good. And, and I was like, oh, well, now I know why I've been drawn here. So I connected the pain eater into the hospitals all over the world. And I said, if you don't get enough here from the stuff that is freely released, you can chew from the hospitals and stuff that are, are you know, have an excess of pain that is that could be relieved. Because pain eaters can actually be very useful in healing process because, you know, they take the pain, Right. But if you don't feed them regularly, they will find a way to create food for themselves because they don't want to starve like anything else, right? Wow, so cool. I've never heard that. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, uh, but I, when it started chewing on me, I'm like, no, I disallow. 
<laughs> but it never occurred to me that, you know, opening up my feet to the ground would be a problem. <laughs> and it never yeah, has been you before, know. you know? You really never know. And that's the thing yeah. is like, we have to be prepared for whatever um, we encounter. And the more sensitive we are, the more we, and the more sort of out and about we are. So I run into just the weirdest stuff when I travel, you know? Yeah. And it's like the haunted be- Airbnb, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Haunted hotel rooms, that's a thing, you know? And just think about all the things that happen in those places, all the life, good and bad and uh, beautiful and ugly uh, and everything in between. They're just very active psychically. So I think, you know, that you're going to be a little... Like I studied martial arts when I was younger and I kind of really like this idea of spiritual Kung Fu because the real martial arts masters <clears throat> are um, relaxed, but always a little ready. You know, and when you know you're strong and you know what to do, you can be relaxed. You don't have to be hyper vigilant about it. But we do like need to deal with things and go kind of into motion or, you know, like, well, like the story you shared, Kelly, about cleaning something up when you encounter it. And I just think it, and I would say, like, unless you leave your house, but not even that's true because the stuff comes around. And a lot of times it's, the other thing is too, like when we level up our skills, I think we attract more notice, you know, in the astral plane, our light shines a little brighter and, um, and you know, that could mean your guides are sending you some community service to do, you know, or, or the shadowy things just come around and take a look, you know, or the things that need help and healing come around and take a look. So you hit, you hit a certain level and there's sort of no, there's sort of no like permanently turning it off. We just have to deal with, just like you can't go anywhere on the planet where they're not people. I mean, I guess you could, but we we just actually have to learn how to deal with people, you know, <laughs> like, and we just have to learn how to deal with this, this type of these kinds of energies that we encounter. And when we do and we feel confident about it, I think there's kind of like, it's like real spiritual mastery or real psychic mastery. The, the martial arts masters aren't afraid, you know, they're on their toes and they're aware, but they're not afraid. And it, I think it feels good to get to that point. It does. It feels good to get to that point, you know, where you you know, uh, Kathy and I call it being the biggest bad in the room. It's like, you know, you're the biggest bad in the room, no matter what. And it's like, so when you know that, you know, it's like the big guy who sits in the corner and, and it hangs out and says, hey, how you doing? And doesn't pick on people because he knows he's the biggest bad in the room, right? He knows that nobody's going to mess with him, right? It's that same sort of thing. It's like, nobody's going to mess with you. And if they do, okay, well, that was unwise. Yeah. So, you, you know, know what to do. Like, you, you know how to deal with it and, and not, like, I get curious, um, but I hardly ever get afraid anymore. It's kind of nice. Yeah, which is nice. It, it is. Um I remember being freaked out by stuff and going, yeah. Me too. But, so much time being scared and freaked out. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the first first uh, time I was living alone and there was a ghost in my house. And I was like, I literally like pulled the covers over my head and said, go away. You're scaring me. And it stopped. And I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> But I was terrified. I went to my teacher. I was like, how do I stop this? She's like, it's your house. Kick them out. I'm like, oh, how do I do that? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember how terrifying it was. So, you know, developing your chops is certainly something that uh, I think we both highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. So, well, this has been a great conversation, Lisa. I feel like we just got started and it's already, you know, the end of the episode. So, so uh, tell, tell our listeners how they can find you. 
So you can come to my website, lisacampion.com. I'd love to see you there. And I have a lot of different things going on. So I teach Reiki. I teach have online versions of Reiki, Reiki 1, 2, and 3. And my Reiki classes are fat. They're like the online versions, like 15 hours, I think, is Reiki level 1. It's, you know, wow. there's That's a lot. More than you get in most Reiki. Yeah, it's more than you get class. in live class. Like I, my yeah. online classes are longer and fatter than my in-person classes. And I also have all kinds of psychic development classes from beginners to my signature program, which is called Mastering Your Psychic Ability. And that's a three month long intensive training for people that really kind of want to take their psychic to kind of like professional grade, you know. Um, I also have a year long program where I train people to be psychic healers uh, for if you want to go, if you've been a hobbyist and you want to go pro and, and quit your soul sucking day job and <laughs> go and go pro, um, I got you covered on a year, year long um, practice for that. And then the program you were in, Kelly, was my Reiki um, mastermind group, which we meet every week. And it's a skill building and con- continuing ed program for Reiki people because we go through our levels and then we know we, we want to keep learning. We know we need to keep building our skills. We don't really want to take the levels over and over again because we're not learning anything new if we do that. So where do you go? What do you do? Like, you know, if you want to keep building, which pretty much everybody does. So that in that class, we we skill build. We do virtual Reiki shares. I teach, you know, topics. I, I bring in guest speakers like you. I, I do Q&A and supervision. So supervision is so fun for me. It's like if you're in a Reiki session and something weird happens, you need to talk to somebody so you can learn. You know, like we've all had those times when we're in a session and something so crazy happens and we're in over our head and that doesn't feel good, you know, but you can take that and bring it into the supervision and learn. So that's called the Reiki Mastermind Group. Um, and that's that's really super fun. So that's what I'm doing. So, and you have a podcast too. I do. I have a podcast. It's just in transition right now. It's been on Empower Radio forever, but we're I'm moving over to Mind Body Spirit FM, um, which is a podcast channel, and it's called The Miracle of Healing. And you can find me really on any podcast station. And Lisa's awesome, but <laughs> I think you figured that out by now. So, all right. So, um, I think that wraps us up, right, Jewel? Well, it does. And um, thank you, Lisa, for uh, letting our listeners know all the different ways to contact you because, I mean, it, you have a plethora of resources out there for them um, so that they don't have to be go bump in the night and try and figure this all out on their own. Everything's going to be laid out uh, for them and kind of circling back to what y'all were saying at the beginning, you know, when when y'all were going through this in your journey where we are now students, myself included, you know, there weren't these resources out there. There weren't these wonderful teachers with all of the resources and available literally at your fingertips. So I, I think that's awesome. That's great. Um, so let's see. Usually we wrap up the podcast with a Kellyism. So I'm going to say, Kelly, do you have a Kellyism? No, we're going to give it to Lisa. We're going to have a Lisaism. Here's my Lisaism. So I think a lot of this is really like street smarts. I love this analogy. So when we're street smarts, we can travel and you can drop you in any city in any country and you, you, you know what to do. And so the psychic chops and psychic development, psychic self-defense is just like being street smart. So the more we know, the more knowledge we have, the safer we are. All right. That is perfect. I love it. All right, that's all that we have for this week, folks. 
Tune in next time when Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Jules, here with Kelly Sparta and Lisa Campion, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Bye. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car, I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.